Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Torah Timecha, Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Shoshana Shechter, and today we will be studying Parsha Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha is a pretty amazing Parsha. It's really, I think, one of the foundation, I mean, probably the most foundational Parsha of the Jewish people. Maybe not. You have so many other foundational parts of Torah, like Matan Torah, things like that. But Lech Lecha is really where it all begins. Overview of Parshat Lech Lecha. Perak Yud Bet begins with the emergence of Avraham. When Hashem tells Avraham, Lech Lecha me'artzacha me'moladetcha me'beitavicha ela aretzasharacha. Pick up and leave everything that you're familiar with and go to this land I'm going to show you. And he gives him a bracha that you'll be, he says, Ve'eschal gadol, you'll make you into a great nation. Va'avarchecha, and I'm going to bless you. Va'agadlashmecha, and I'm going to make your name great. Ve'heye bracha, and you're going to be a blessing. Va'avarcham, va'arachecha, and those who bless you, I will bless. Umimakalalecha, a'or, and those who curse you, I will curse. V'nivrachu b'cha, and you'll be a source of blessing to the world. Before we even continue, I just have to point out the the underlying point, I think, of this bracha. There are so many pieces of this that really make up who we are. This is really who we are as a Jewish people. And this blessing of that you'll be a source of blessing to the world is a blessing that's repeated, not just to Avraham, it's given to Avraham, and then it's repeated to Yitzchak and Yaakov as well. Uh, so I just want to point out, that it begins with a separation, that Avram is separating. He's separating out from everything that he's familiar with and going to an unknown place that Hashem is going to show him. So on one hand, it's starting with a separation, but at the same time, it ends with, that you'll be a source of blessing to the world, which is a very universal idea of making sure that you impact the world. And I think really it's pretty amazing when you think about that, that on one hand, we're being told to separate. And at the same time, we're being told to make an impact on the world, that be part of the world, that become a blessing to the world. And you would think it might be one or the other, because how can you do both? Though if there's one point I can make about Lech Lecha, that's really the very, very first two Pesukim of the Parsha, is really what our challenge is as the Jewish people. How do we do both? How do we do a Lech Lecha and make a separation from the world? Because that's what we need to do to maintain our identity to maintain our individuality, to maintain who we are and our traditions and our Messorah and our Torah, even in a world that doesn't embrace the same values that we do. And we have to separate in order to maintain that. But at the same time, we can't just live in a vacuum. We can't just live in our ivory towers. We have to go out there. We have to go and make a difference and make an impact into the world at large. So that's how Lech Lecha begins. The emergence of Abraham in Parak Yobed, and of course, Abraham picks up and goes, and then he goes to Eretz Israel, and then he gets to Eretz Israel, and there's a famine there, so he has to go to Mitzrayim. Parak Yud Gimel begins with Avram coming back to Eretz Israel um, after the famine, and he comes, and he's the whole time he's been traveling with Lot, and Parak Yud Gimel, the main idea in Parak Yud Gimel is the the argument that he has with Lot, or rather his shepherds and Lot's shepherds. Um, 
I think that the Torah spends, not just I think, I think Rashi thinks also, that the Torah spends a lot of time, a lot of psukim talking about this argument and this subsequent uh, separation between Avram and Lot. Because, um, well, you know, some of Farshim, like the Ramban, say that the separation was about practical things. They just had too much stuff and they couldn't be in the same place at the same time because they had too many animals and it wasn't so much grazing area. And that's why they had to separate. I think Rashi... Um, takes a different approach and says that this was an argument of values. They had different values that uh, Lot's shepherds were upset that Lot was stealing from, uh, um, I mean, Lot's uh, Avram shepherds were upset at Lot's shepherds because Lot's shepherds were letting the animals steal from other people's fields, from eat from other people's fields. And um, Avraham shepherds were more makbid. They were more careful about the honesty. So it's a matter of midos. It's a matter of values. It's an argument about values. And that's really Rashi's approach here. So that's Parak Yud Gimel. It's the argument and then subsequent separation between Avraham and Lot. After Parak Yud Gimel, comes Perak Yudalid, and Yudalid is um, about Avraham getting involved in a war between four and five kings. Uh, four kings, including Kedarla Omer, went to war against five kings, and Avraham got involved, and Avraham helped um, overcome the five kings and freed everybody, uh, sorry, overcame the four, the four kings and helped f- and freed everybody from the five kingdoms, and it ends with Malkitzet coming out and greeting him, uh, with uh, with bread and wine and giving him a bracha. And then comes along Perak Tedvav, which is probably the most important or one of the top three most important prakim in all of Tanakh, which is the Brit Ben Habtarim, the covenant, the Brit that Hashem makes with Avraham, which is really the promise of eternal existence for the Jewish people. Very important and foundational Perak in all of Tanakh, followed by Perak Tedzayin, when Sarai realizes that she can't have children, she hasn't been able to have children, and she asks Avraham to marry Hagar, and then Yishmael is born, and then comes along Perak Yudzayin, which is the bris that Hashem makes with, with Avraham. Hashem tells Avraham to have a bris milah. His name is changed from Avraham to Avraham. Sarai's name is changed to Sarah, and the parsha ends with Avraham having a bris. There's one thing I want to focus on right now, which is something that I think a lot of people don't focus on, which always, always bothered me. Bothered, I maybe not, that might not be the right word. I never really understood. What is Perak Yodala doing in the middle of this Parsha? We just went through all the Prakim. We have the emergence of Avraham, the emergence of the Jewish people, we have Hashem promising Avraham all these promises. We have the separation with Lot, which is the separation of values. And it highlights what Avraham's values are. And Hashem, Perak Yud Gimel ends with Hashem promising Avraham, look around, look in every single direction. Everything you see, I'm going to give you this whole land. I'm going to give you to you, to your children, to your descendants afterwards. And then two prakim later, Perak Tedvav is the promise of eternal salvation, eternal existence rather of the Jewish people and the connection eternally between, between B'nai Israel and Hashem and B'nai Israel and, and Eretz Israel in Brit Ben Habtarim. And in the middle of all that, we have this war between the four kings and the five kings. We have Kedar Omer and his, and his goonies going to war against the five kings and Avram getting involved in this war and I never understood, ever since I learned this when I was little, what this story is doing here. 
Why is this relevant? The Torah is not just a record of ancient wars that took place. Okay, so Avram got involved in a war, but why does this belong here? Why do we need to know this? And especially in the middle of this prakim that's really highlighting the emergence of the Jewish people and Jewish values and Hashem's promises to Avraham and the promise of eternal existence of the Jewish people. Like, what is Parak Yudala doing here? So I want to focus on one Pasuk in Parak Yudala, which I think sums it all up. Like I said, there's a war between the four kings and the five kings. The four kings attack the five kings, take their kingdoms, take everyone captive. In the middle of the parak, we have parak Yudalit Pasuk Yud Gimel. Vayavoha palit vayaged Avram ha'ivri. We're told that there came a fugitive, a palit, someone who escaped from the war and told Avram, the Ivri, Avram HaIvri, who lived in the plains of Mamre, and he was the brother of Eshkel, the brother of Aner, those were Avram's, Avram's allies. So what is going on in this Pasuk? This, this fugitive comes and comes out of the war, and he comes to Avram to tell him what's going on. Now, what's very strange here is not only this whole parak and not only this pasuk, what's going on here, but the fact that this is the first and only time that Avram is called Avram Ivri, Avram the Jew, which is a name that we're all called because of Avram, but he's called it here for the first time. And if you look at Rashi and you and Rashi asks, why is he called Avram Ivri, Avram the Ivri? Because Rashi says he came Me'ever Hayam. He came from the other Me'ever Hanaha rather. He came from the other side of the river, the other side of the Tigris and Euphrates River. So really, we're talking about something geographical here. So if you look at the Mefarshe Rashi, Rashi says, the Mefarshe Rashi say, it's not just that he came from the other side of the river, he came from another place. He came from, he's just different. You know, even in English, we have the expression, oh, you know, she doesn't understand. She's coming from a totally different place. Not, the person could be in, in the same room as you, but still come from a totally different place. If you don't understand each other, if you don't speak the same language, if you have different ideas, different values, different thoughts, different perspectives, so I think what's going on here, so, so what's going on here? So Avram is called Avram Ha'ivri here for the first time and only time because he's coming from a totally different place than everybody else in the world. But then why is he called it here? Why not have him be called Avram Ha'ivri in the first Pasuk of the Parsha? You know, Hashem said to Avram Ha'ivri, Lech Lecha Me'artacha, he's so different, qualitatively different than everybody else in the world. And that's why Hashem is telling him to pick up and go to Eretz Yisrael. He's making him all these promises. Why is it here in the context of this war? And I think there's a very, very profound idea here. I think the idea here I want to suggest is that here this fugitive his, ran away from the war. He escaped from the war. He escaped from imprisonment. His whole kingdom was taken captive along with four other kingdoms. And he is looking for help. He is looking for someone to get involved. He's looking for someone to help him and all the other nations who were taken captive unjustly. Who is he going to? He's going to Avram Ha'ivri because Avram is different than everybody else because Avram cares. And if you look at the Pasuk, it ends with Avram's living in Elone Mamre and he has a Brit with his neighbors. He has, he's made peace with his neighbors. These are his allies. What is the connection between that second part of the Pasuk and the first part? Well, because Avram's living peacefully. What does he need to get involved in a war right now? What does he need to get involved in a war that has nothing to do with him? Now, again, you could say, well, you know, Lot was taken captive with stones, so it does have what to do with him. You know what? Avram had enough prestige and enough money that he can go negotiate 
negotiate Lot's return and, 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 and save Lot. He could have done that. What does he need to get involved in a whole war now when he's living peacefully with his neighbors? Because he's Avram Ha'ivri. And I think the Torah telling us here, he is Avram Ha'ivri. He's different than everybody else. He cares. He cares about what's going on with people, even if he's not connected, even if he's not personally involved. And that, I believe, is the mandate of the Jewish people. That is why he's called Avram Ha'ivri here. That is what this Parsha is all about. Back to what we discussed at the introduction to Breshit, Sefer HaYashar. What does it mean to be Yashar? What does it mean to be a source of blessing to the world? To be a source of blessing to the world, we have to care. We have to show who we are. We have to express our values and live our values and, and, and show our values to the world. And that means that when there's an injustice somewhere or when there are people hurting somewhere or when there's an earthquake somewhere and people are, are, are hurting and need our help and people are dying and they need help, we are the ones who should be helping. And that's why Israel is the one that goes to help these countries in need, even when they're thousands of miles away, even when we have nothing to do with them. This is who we are. We have a mandate to care. And this is who we see Avram Ha'ivri was in this week's Parsha. Thank you for learning together with the OU Women's Initiative. Look forward to continued learning through the rest of Sefer Breshit. Have a good Shabbos.